All right, welcome one, welcome all. This is the first ever episode of Behind the Back Podcast. I am your host, Marcos Conan-Negron, and beside me here is my co-host, Ben Retz. How you doing today, buddy? Good, buddy. I'm so happy to be here. I know, me too, dude. This is a fun experience for us, and we look forward to providing fun content for everybody here. Thank you all for listening. Uh, you can find all of our information below in the description. We have our email, behindthebackpod13 at gmail.com. Or you can find us at Instagram, TikTok, or Twitter, or X, however you want to call it. And, you know, with that being said, we'll get right down to it. So the big news of the day, Nick Bosa signed the contract. It was a little scary because coming into this, it's September 6th, 7.30. We didn't find out until just about a couple hours ago. So we were coming, we were about to come into this podcast with a kind of different tone. So I'm kind of glad this happened. So five years, $170 million. Ben, I'm going to let you take this one. What do you think? Oh, man. Nick Bosa, smaller bear has arrived, baby. Yes, Five-year, 170 mil, um, makes him the highest-paid defensive player ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's interesting about that contract is he's guaranteed $122.5 million. That's nice. Um, so, you know, a lot of people were upset about how long it took for, for them to get a deal in place. You know, mm-hmm. one thing you got to understand, and I was trying to, to – make this a point to people not just in this situation but any situation when it comes to money talk in these um in these football players it's one play can ruin your career you know mm-hmm. so it's like when you're this good of a player you go and get the biggest contract you can mm-hmm. he's worth that money <laughs> he really is absolutely it's, you know and the funny the funniest part to me and it might make some cowboys fans upset is now Micah Parsons is going to be worth even more. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, that was going to happen naturally, but now the bar is set even higher. So And now they got to pay Dak, too, so that's going to be a fun conundrum later on. So, I mean, maybe if Dak sucks, but that's another topic. Um, So with this contract, so how does it kind of – does this hemorrhage the team moving forward? Because I'm assuming it took took so long because they probably had to figure out the money somehow – and that probably means that maybe later on they won't have that much or what do you what, what do you know what do you find out so the the bosa deal it won't cost us um any of our key players necessarily mm-hmm. um here's what we can do we can extend dre we can extend armstead mm-hmm. and we can extend ward and we'll save around 28 million mm-hmm. um if we were to restructure debo's contract we can save and this is going into next year, we can mm-hmm. save almost $16 million. Um, You know, with all those combined, that's about $44 million. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to paying other guys and keeping, you know, uh, for long-term Kittle and Ayuk and Juice, you know, guys who will end up needing a contract in the nearish future, mm-hmm. it's, it's not going to be that big of an issue moving forward. And I think that was a lot of people's other worries when it came to how much was Bosa wanting. Mm-hmm. I, and obviously I think the assumption was, you know, highest paid defender, but I, you know, the sad part is with these contracts, it's not the, of course, every player thinks that they're the best at what they do for the most part, those who garner that kind of contract. But I, I feel like, you know, it's hard for harder for teams to kind of prepare because you can prepare all you want. But at the same time, you know, you didn't know that last year you were going to trade for Christian McCaffrey. You didn't know. You know so it's like you can try and plan sure. for it, but 
you got to take the risks knowing that you're going to run into these problems in the future. And the NFL holdouts are so weird with how they work. Um, yeah. And when guys are off by just a couple million dollars and it's just, it could be incentives. It could be, I need a little bit more guaranteed. Um, and the fact that it'll go into the season, like Chris Jones is probably going to hold out to them in the regular season, even though he came out and said, I just want to raise. So it's like, and it sounds simple enough, but in the NFL, it, just, it never seems that simple. That's why teams like the Eagles get praised for it because Howie makes it look so easy with the restructures. So it's, it's, it's interesting. So I am happy to see, um, that Nick Bosa got this contract prior to week one. And, you know, that'll mean that he'll be suiting up. So there was a little nerve nerves with that today because he wasn't on the field. He wasn't practicing today. Um, but it sounds like he'll be traveling with the team. So that sounds good. Um, was there any other, you know, takeaways from this contract that you, you know, were really happy about outside of just having him? <laughs> you know, honestly, it's just, it's happy to have him and, and kind of, it, it, there are so many uncertain situations when it comes to the Niners in the preseason. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it had to do with quarterbacks the last few years, you know, who was our QB one. This was just one more of those similar situations where it's like, are we going to pay him? Like what's, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. um, you know, he's a very crucial piece of our team. Why did this take so long kind of thing? And you, right. know, you come up on week one, you're excited to get the season going, but you're like, we still haven't paid one of our best players, mm -hmm. arguably our best player. Like, yeah, it was it was worrisome, but you know, just happy to move past it. Happy to have him on the team. Excited for this year, man. This defense is gonna be, it's gonna be another top dog. Oh, for sure. And again, the goal for this team, for every team, is to stay healthy. And so long as you guys stay healthy, you guys, especially now that you added Javon, you know, I thought about this last year. Like, you know, it was mainly just. Bosa and Armstead in terms of like that super top heavy. I mean, in my opinion, coming from the outside, looking in, I didn't know anybody else on that defensive line outside of Bosa and Armstead. So to even to add somebody as crucial as Javon Hargrave from experience, watching him dominate last year in a lineup, a defensive line that featured other elite players. I just have a good feeling about how, what he's going to bring for you guys. I'm sad to see him go, but I think Jalen Carter is a perfect replacement for him. We lucked out there too. So no, I think, and the the scary part about the Niners with their health that I'm nervous about is, you know, you're paying these guys who are going to be entering the twilight of their primes soon. I am curious now that, you know, now we locked in Bosa that, you know, that keeps your championship window open. I'm curious to how much longer, you know, I don't know if you, you know, have a take on this. Uh, how long do you really think the championship window for this team is? Because you have a young quarterback. That's fine. That's great. That's what every team wants. Still don't know about him yet, but Kittle's getting up there. McCaffrey is starting to get up there and running back years. And just, to, you know, who knows how long Debo's going to be able to handle that kind of physicality. So, you know, or Trent Williams is, you know, due to retire at some point. So I am curious, you know, do you feel like, you know, do you have like a nice timeline or do you think it's closing soon? My timeline, and I, I'm glad you brought that up because I thought about this today. Um, the timeline, in my opinion, comes down to when we have to pay Brock. How okay. rare is it to have a situation where one of the lowest paid guys on your offense, let alone your team, is your quarterback? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we've we've offered huge contracts now to three or four different guys on this team. Mm -hmm. Not one of them is a quarterback. And yet our quarterback, mm -hmm. when healthy, can run the system he's shown 
pretty well, mm-hmm. you know. So where that window ends, in my opinion, um, at least with the guys that we have now, is when we have to pay Brock. If okay. Brock is the guy. I see you. And I, it works very, and that's how, you know, you see these championship teams get built. That's what happens with the Chiefs before they paid Mahomes. You get Mahomes on a rookie contract. Burrow, you get Burrow on a rookie contract. Now they're going to have to pay him. Um, and this is the same thing with Hurts, too. You know, Hurts, they got to sign AJ. They got to, you know, bring in all these defensive guys because Jalen Hurts was on a minimum contract, or, a, you know, a rookie contract. And now we he's made all this money. He's got the money. And... But we already had those other pieces in place, so it keeps our window open. We have A.J. Brown for three more years. The next one we really have to worry about paying is Devontae, and we're still going to be able to pay him. That's not going to be the issue. Um, It'll just be now that we have – now our window is kind of set in stone for at least five years. Kind of have like, you know, now that gap, we'll see how we do. But yeah, I, that was one thing I was thinking about for the Niners is, you know, the age is going to creep up on them. And you have the youth in the right spots. Now, like you, you got young pieces, but the part that's been carrying you for most of the years, most of these years have been these pieces that are now getting older. So I am, that was something I was thinking about today too. So yeah. And, and they're not necessarily, yeah, they're getting older, but they're not old. It's kind of like you said, they're entering the twilight of their prime. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's that situation where, where this, the championship window is now and I will get a little deeper into that when we discuss who our favorites for the year are. Mm-hmm. Okay, but. perfect. So with that being said, I think this is a good time to segue into it. So Ben and I talked about this and uh, we um, picked, we went and like most people have done at this point, we have to do our predictions prior to the season on who we think are going to win the division what our seating are, you know, might be for right now and who we have going to the conference championship and the Super Bowl. So it will be interesting to see how right or wrong we may be at this point. Um, and, uh, you know, we look forward to getting into it. So what we'll do now is we'll start with the AFC. We're going to go and break down our top seven teams and by seating. So I got to wait. I got to whip out my list here because we took some notes here today. So. All right, so so we'll start with the AFC. My division winners are going to be the Cincinnati Bengals for the AFC North. I have the Kansas City Chiefs for the AFC West. I have the Jacksonville Jaguars for the AFC South. And for the AFC East, I got the Buffalo Bills. So the, my wildcard teams being the Ravens, the Jets, and the Steelers. And... I, it's interesting. I, I I had my honorable mention for this because I had a really hard time picking the seventh spot. I was struggling between the Steelers, the Dolphins, the Chargers, maybe even the Broncos. I was like, I was, I was having a hard time really digging into it. And that's the problem with the AFC this year when you have ten playoff ready teams and there's only seven spots. It's going to get wild. And that's where I. And this is where the next part of it, where I get into the conference championship, is going to be. Uh, it might just look a little different. I might just, you know, be zagging, avoiding the, you know, the zig or whatever, but we'll see. So now that I, you know, we have our seven, my number one seed, I have the Jacksonville Jaguars and the Jacksonville Jaguars, in my opinion, they have, they're benefiting what the Eagles had in 2022, a very light schedule and they have an improving quarterback. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence and Doug Peterson have 
you know, had a full off season together and Trevor's poised for a jump. Now that they have added Calvin Ridley to Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram and him really popped off last year. Travis Etienne is back and they're looking good. So I'm confident that in a week division and because they're going to be playing the Titans, Texans and Colts twice. So that's going to be a lot of wins coming out of their own division, in my opinion, since the other ones are really kind of a work in progress, except for the Titans. Um, so the Jags are my one seed. I have them at about 13 and four would be my record for them. And then, so do you agree or disagree with my one seed? <laughs> does that make the, the, do you, is yours completely different? <laughs> Mine's different. Um... Okay. Okay. So I, okay. So I did my seven and my one seed. What's your seven and your one seed to start? Okay. So, um, so my seven in the AFC are I got the Chiefs as the division winner. Okay. I got the Jets. Okay. The Jaguars. Okay. And the Bengals. Okay. Those so are my we, division winners. So we were close. We were. Um Okay. And for the wild card, um we've got the Ravens, the Bills, and the Steelers. Okay. Okay. So we we have all the same teams in here. They're just slightly different. So that's They're good. They're slightly different. Slightly okay. different spots. Not as off as I thought we were going to be, honestly. So that's good. This is good. Um and the the funny part about it is I found myself going back and forth between having either the Bengals or the Chiefs as the one seed, believe it or not. Even okay. though they're no, no, no. I they're like it. they're in completely different spots. I just I see them both as either the one or the four seed. Seriously, I could see that. And so, dang. Okay. I also see the Jets missing the playoffs completely. <laughs> that was so. That this was the hard part about the AFC is because all these teams that we have on there could also just not be there. I think the only team that the only two teams that are really a lock. Actually, no. I think the teams that we have are pretty solid. It's the wild card teams that I struggled with. And I didn't struggle with it as much as the NFC because obviously it's just less talented in the NFC. Um, But like I said, the Dolphins, I was, I had them on there originally, but I changed my mind because I don't trust Tua's health. I don't trust that he's not going to take a big shot and which sucks for him because I feel bad. I don't want to think about that, but that happened twice last year and he had to take himself out. So I think that's going to be something that can't be ignored going into the season. So I had to, they're my honorable mention for that reason. My, uh, my top, I kind of have three that I'm uh, playing with and they were the hardest for me to decide who was going to fall into that wild card category. Mm-hmm. Um, the dolphins, I agree with you on a hundred percent for the exact same reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two teams are the Raiders because I knew you were thinking about that. I mean, man, you look at, look at them. They've got some good pieces, but the mm-hmm. thing is they don't have like out of the top, you know, four guys, there's nothing that really stands out to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so then moving past that, I had the chargers, man. And I know I was debating that offense is they're they're stacked on offense. And then they brought in Kellen Moore from Dallas. So now Justin Herbert has a play caller that would actually benefit him. At least yeah. that's the idea. So that's the point of this year. We're going to see what happens there. Right. And and it's kind of one of those situations where I could, I could see them being a serious threat. And I could honestly see Justin being a top quarterback in this league. 
I could see that too. And this, this, this is the jump he's ha- he has to make it. I think when we look at like quarterbacks under a lot of pressure this year, Dak is one of them for sure. Just for the, you know, he's about to get paid, but he's not fran- He can't be franchise tag. So this is a put up or shut up year for him. But it's just as much as a put up shut up year for Justin because he could have won the yeah. playoff game last year, but Trevor Lawrence stole his thunder, and now Trevor Lawrence is a year ahead of what Justin should have been. So Justin now has weapons. He has the offensive caller making, you know, that should alleviate the pressure. Brandon Staley, their head coach is going to be under, he's going to have a fire under him because if he doesn't do well, if they don't perform this year, he's out. He's not yeah. staying. Like, so I, 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 for some reason, I looked at the Charger schedule. I think this was the difference for me. I looked at the Steelers schedule and the Steelers schedule. I looked at it and I'm like, wow, I could see this team getting 11 wins, but I also see the Bengals getting 12. So this is that's why I debated the Steelers for a second, but I also don't think like they're going to be good. But we still have to see Kenny do his thing. If he takes a serious jump, then I'll take them as a serious contender. But I think I think they're good enough to be a playoff team as it were, as it is right now. So, but yeah, AFC yeah. was so much harder, man. Like that was where that was where I. Uh... I spent the most time. Oh, for you sure. Know, the NFC is kind of set and the AFC, you're just like, there's so many like what ifs, so many mm-hmm. things that could fall into place here or fall right. apart. So, okay. So we have kind of, we did kind of our random scenarios there. So you, I had the Jags as the one seed. You said the Bengals were your one seed? No, my one seed were the Chiefs. The Chiefs. Okay. So the Chiefs are your one seed. My two seed would be the Bengals. I would have the Bengals as my two seed. I see the I see the Jags going thirteen and four. I have the Bengals at twelve and five, um, and then I have the Chiefs as my third seed because I think they're going to go eleven and six or twelve and five. Um, but I think Cincy might, you know, whatever the tiebreaker situation, um, and then Buffalo. But I have Buffalo also as an eleven win team. But I'm they're also one of those teams that could regress and become a wild card team, and it all depends on Josh Allen. So, um. So those are my four. That rounds out my four. What are your four? Yeah. Um, let me get back to my note here. No, you're okay. So um, obviously I had the Chiefs t- uh, as number one. Mm-hmm. The Jets were number two for me. Okay. Jaguars were number three. Mm-hmm. And Bengals were four. Bengals were four. I could... And the only reason I say Bengals are four is because I... There's a part of me that sees them having like a mid-season kind of like a slump. Okay. There's I think there's three or four games in there that they play where it's it's a little bit of a tough stretch. Mm-hmm. If they're healthy in it and they play well, I think they take the two seed at best. That makes but sense. I, I, yeah. I see the Chiefs winning 15, 14, 15 games of seed. I honestly, I picked against them just to be just to be different. I truly deep down, I'm not gonna lie. I believe the Chiefs are going to be the best team in the AFC. I just think that this might actually be the year where somebody might actually have a chance to unseat them. I didn't, and I thought, and I feel like it, this happens every year with all these super teams that we see, like in any sport, like or when we watch the Warriors, we're like, oh, who's going to be the team that can actually beat this team? So it's like for the Chiefs, they keep they keep proving everyone wrong. And you would think that they're going to be the consensus number one team. And most teams would have that because they should. When you have Patrick Mahomes, it makes sense. I do think their seeding might hurt depending on how long 
Chris Jones holds out because I do think him holding out will affect him for some games. Um, but I it was hard to I was trying to be trendy. I was trying to be different. I was trying to see you know who I would like because realistically the Jags could get the one seed because of their week schedule, and that was kind of the part that sent me. And I still think that the Bengals have always been competitive and. Joe and them like to start slow and then they kind of work their way up as the season progresses. Um, and we'll, I have, you know, more info on that later when we do our picks. Um, but the bills were the least trustworthy. I want, I, but I also, I couldn't put the jets. I just, the jets are hyped and I understandably. So they have the hard knocks. They didn't want it, but they got it. They have Aaron Rodgers, you know, Robert Salas, you know, being the motivational coach, trying to get his guy go, guys going. I'm just nervous that you're so, this team had a great defense last year. Crap, the worst back, the worst quarterback situation, and they won seven games. So people were like, "Oh, substitute Aaron Rodgers, we're going to win four or five more games." And I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that he'll get them a few more wins. I think he'll get them to ten. Versus, he's more like they're more likely to hit nine or ten wins, improve that much, versus eleven or twelve wins. A twelve-win season would be the best win, best season in like forty years for this team. So yeah. it's interesting, you know, but again, it's the New York market. They're always hyped up. Guys always, they're, no, we're in New York. We're a big market. We're going to win. Like we have to win here. So I do have them making the playoffs, but if they're going on the road, they're going to be, I don't know how long they'd last, but I didn't, I couldn't put the dolphins and I felt better about the jets than I do the chargers. Um, Again, I think Herbert has all the potential in the world, but he hasn't lived up to it yet. And he's been, a good regular season guy, but he's been, he hasn't done it in the playoffs. And um, I think he can do it this year, but it's again, things have to go his way and they haven't really gone their way either because they've been dealing with injuries. Their receivers are still old, even though they drafted that rookie Quinn Johnston from TCU, but Mike Williams doesn't have, I don't think he's going to have that same spunk. He'll be just a possession receiver. Can't go, you know, further than 15 yards and like burn somebody anymore. So, Keenan Allen, um, I think he'll be fine, but not a top 10 like he's been forever. I think his window's closed. So I just don't trust them enough. And Austin Eckler's fine. He was really consistent last year. But again, I just, I don't know. They 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 underachieved constantly, and I'm afraid that they're just going to continue to do that. So, um, okay. So then I would have my, um, to round out, I would have... I have the Ravens as my fifth seed. I have the Jets as my sixth and the Steelers as my seventh. I think the Steelers crack in at 10 and seven. I think the Jets also get 10 and seven. And I think the Ravens are an 11, either a 10 or 11 win team. Were the Bills on that for you? Yeah, the Bills were fourth. They were, uh, I had okay. them at like 11 and five. Okay. Because for me, um, the Ravens are my five. Mm-hmm. The Bills are my six. Mm-hmm. And the Steelers are seven. I'm just, I'm kind of over the the Bills, man. Like, they record wise, man, they've they've been there. Like, they're they've been, you know, in the they've almost their category for. Mm-hmm. I mean, what three years, four years almost? Right, now? ever since the you know loss in thirteen seconds. Ever since then, yeah. they've just everyone. They're like, oh, they were thirteen seconds away. So now. You know, oh, they're right there. They're they're going to be next, and they've just regressed every I'm, year since. Yeah, and like, 
I told the thing is I play with it and I'm like, yeah, I can totally see them, you know, being a top four seed. But then I'm like, I'm kind of tired of seeing them in the top four. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just like, never. Yeah, I know. They're no longer a feel good story. They're like, a, no. why haven't they done their, you know, why haven't they gotten there yet? It's kind of like Cowboys. Right. And it, it is. And it's interesting. Um, but the only difference between the Bills and the Cowboys is the Cowboys every year are like we're, we're it's Super Bowl or bust. Yeah. At least Jerry Jones is not, you know, the players have to be a part of it, but Jerry Jones has created that kind of culture where anytime it doesn't matter what the Cowboys are always having, they're, we're going to go to the Super Bowl. We have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. It's been 28 years since we've been there, but, but God damn it, we're going to be there. So yeah. um, the bills are interesting. And I saw this stat on uh, first things first. It's a show on Fox. Um, they did this stat on Josh Allen. Um to emphasize just kind of like why he hasn't been getting more MVP numbers because of it showed like the load that he carried. He was responsible for 83% of the team's offense last year. Wow. Himself with throwing and running. He was 83% of that offense. It was ridiculous how much he was doing on his own. So it was him basically throwing the balls to Stefan Diggs or he was running. So. And yeah. it's, yeah, I know it doesn't, that's a huge number, but if you also watch the games, you're like Josh Allen, Josh Allen, Josh Allen. Yeah, you know, it's like it oh, and Stephon Diggs, but that's about it. Yeah, exactly. And Von Miller's hurt, and who knows when he's going to come back. So that'll that'll affect yeah. the defense, and I think that's going to affect their ceiling. Um, that's also why I almost picked the Jets over them too, because I don't know how long Von's going to be out, and he's going to. That's also the problem with paying a thirty-four-year-old out of his prime a lot of money so <laughs> you're yep. gonna deal with that kind of thing so okay so i we ran through our afc teams let's move forward with our nfc teams i'll let you kick off so we'll do our you will we'll do how we did last time you'll just name off your top seven and your one seed and then i'll do that and then we'll follow through with the rest okay so so in my list i've got um in the nfc west i've got the Niners coming out on top. Of course. Um, I, I have to believe it this year, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Um, Absolutely. Out of the East, I've actually got the Cowboys. Okay. I'll go, in, I'll go in a little bit on it. Completely fair. It's it's mostly because I hate you guys. but <laughs> <laughs> Because you guys beat the Cowboys all the time. It's it's fun. It's fine. Right. They can, no, they can yeah. win. We're, we're just so used to beating them, you know? No. <laughs> um, out of the North, I've actually got the Lions. Okay. Okay. Um, and then out of the South, I've got the Panthers. Now, I gotta Ooh. say, I struggle with the NFC South. Well, they're gonna be the worst division in football by far. It's and not that's even why be I struggled with it because I'm like, <laughs> all right, who's the worst one here, and who's yeah. the best one out of these? I knew the worst one, and it's probably not close to the Bucks, right? Yeah. So I think I think the Bucks. I don't think they're the gonna toss up. Yeah. Ugh. The toss up for me was the Panthers and the Saints. Like that it was okay. It was between them. But okay. um anyway, moving down the list a little bit farther, so um So what, got, we're on your wild card now, right? Yeah. For okay. wild card I've got Eagles, okay, Packers, Whoa. and Seahawks. Whoa, okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I like it. I like the Packers hype. I'm not gonna lie. Um that's awesome. Okay, so who's your one seed? My one seed is going to be the Niners. Okay. I think we end with 14 and 3. Ooh. But we have to start the season hot. That's that's crucial to that record. 
and as and again all of these records that we're talking about are obviously health included like everything works 100%. you know the, the you know for the, you know we're not struggling you know no quarterback injuries no major player injuries you know no bosa like type of that stuff so we're, well, we're basing the, the 14 basing... and 3 record the mm-hmm. 14 and 3 record is is it's biased yeah but it's also me as a niners fan going are we going to be the bills of the nfc where we make it however many years so far and it's the same story over and over mm-hmm. like i'm i'm kind of sick of it and so i'm thinking are are the guys on that team sick of it too? Because this the core has been the same right for this this run. The right? mission hasn't changed. So it's, no, it's the same objective with almost damn near the same guys. Mm-hmm. Like they've got to be sick of it at this point to the point where you're going to grit and grind every freaking game you can from the worst teams to the best teams. I think it makes so I, it brings these teams closer. I think especially when 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 the players that we're referencing on the Niners core are so much better than any other core that's in the league. So like these guys understand how talented they are. They understand how good this team is. This isn't like a, this isn't the Cardinals lying to themselves and saying they're a good team. They're lying to everybody and saying they're a good team. You know, it's like everybody can say that, but very few teams have the talent to back it up. The Eagles have that. The Niners have that. And the Chiefs just have that with three players. But I mean, it's, it works when you have that top heavy talent. Those guys know. They've been through it. They, you guys have been to the doorstep. You've been to the Super Bowl just like the Eagles have, and you guys were almost there. So, it was, so getting that far, and the same thing works for the Eagles too. Jalen has the picture of him walking off the Super Bowl field with the Kansas City colors all over him. Like that's his profile. Like you, these guys don't forget this stuff, and people want to spin it in the negative light. Like, oh, they're too focused on this. But what's wrong with being focused on the goal that you're supposed to be focused on in the first place? I think people think like, oh, they're taking it. You know, they're they're not taking it a week at a time. When in reality, they they understand the job. They've been there before. They know what it takes to get there week by week. So I think the Niners guys, same like that core, they understand what they need to do. And if everything works well for them, there's no I I could see them being the one seed. They're not my one seed, yeah. but I can absolutely see a path where they'd be a one seed. That's great. So, and with that, I want I want to hear yours. Okay, so. My division winners are going to be Philly for the NFC East. I got the Niners in the NFC West. And then the only difference we have here in the division winners, I have the Saints winning the NFC South. And then I got the Lions as well in the NFC North. Um, My wildcard teams are the Dallas Cowboys, the Seattle Seahawks, and the New York Giants. (laughs) Now, I'm not mad at that. I'm the only reason I'm saying the Giants is the Giants are a weird team to map out because they have the weirdest schedule this year. Um, they play like I forget I don't know if it's at the end of the season or at the beginning of the season, but they have a stretch where they play like six out of eight games on the road, and they're like they're just gonna be brutal. So that's where I struggled with this. My honorable mention was the Falcons, and I have I I, I was close on the Falcons because. The Falcons have a really good roster. There's just a really there's just a question mark at quarterback. And that's the difference between the Giants. I believe in Daniel Jones. I don't I'm I hate talking about the Giants and the Cowboys, all of them, but you know, that's part of how it is. These are the people I see the most. I believe in Daniel Jones' improvement. I liked what I saw out of him in the preseason, and I understand it's just preseason. But him and Darren Waller actually look like they're making a quick connection. 
And I think that's going to benefit him a ton. And having Saquon back there will obviously make him better. The dynamic is still going to be there with him running the ball. I think he will improve enough as a passer and the system will improve enough around him where we will see an improvement. He didn't turn the ball over at all last year. He, he had five, but he only threw 15 touchdown, touchdown passes because of the weapons he had around him. So I expect a jump for him just a little, nothing crazy, but marginal enough that with the way they were last year, he was a ten, they were a 10-win team. And I can see them being a 10-win team this year. And I think for the NFC, a 10-win season is enough to get you in the playoffs. So I had them sneaking in. Um, but they will be my seventh seed. But my number one seed, I lied, it is the Niners. I would I was going to say the Eagles, but it because I believe in your schedule more and I do believe that you guys will hold it together, you have a system that works. I do believe in Purdy. I believe that he will be able to you know, guide the ship to the playoffs with the weapons that we have behind them. Um, and there was a quote that Mike Tomlin said for week one. I'm excited to talk to you about when he referenced, he references Purdy. It's interesting. So, um, but yeah, the Niners are my one seed. I can see them. I have them at 13 and four, not 14 and three. Um, but I could see well, like, you know, it's close enough in that sense. So we have, um, we have our one seeds. Do we go down the rest of the list? What's What's your next uh, two through four for your records? Oh, so I had the Cowboys at thirteen and four. I believe um, it. But again, and here's the here's the interesting part. I want to get down to the Eagles, and then I'll come back to this. So, okay. um, um, at three, I had the the Lions at eleven and six, and oh. I'm actually fairly confident in that their their schedule doesn't look super crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they have. They have a couple really tough games, but they're actually at home. And so mm-hmm. I feel like, especially with the momentum that they had coming off of last year, like they were freaking rolling at the end, man. They were eight and, and two. I was, yeah, I was really disappointed to see them not make it. I know you they know? were one game away, and that's that's the problem. And it wasn't even them. It was it was the fact that this, I think Seahawks won, wasn't it? Right. Yes, that's what it was. They <laughs> snuck in. So right, and that sucks because you know it is a double edged sword where it was their own fault that they allowed themselves to slump so bad but the recovery is impressive and what they did was impressive they had a top three offense their defense went from um, allowing 32 points per game in the first eight games to allowing 20 points which is a huge difference for a defense for a defense that was labeled as not that great so they were figuring it out and they added pieces i totally believe in the lions i believe especially in this division where everything's kind of changing the vikings i i don't trust the vikings so I don't believe in the Vikings. I believe I actually like the Packers, but I I don't believe they're going to make as big as a jump as as some might think. They have a great team. Like their defense is good, their O-line is solid. Jordan Love's going to look good, but I don't believe he's going to he's going to look good. But then he'll take that step next year. And then that's where I that I believe we can start taking them really seriously as like a potential playoff team. Um, but they have enough juice. They could make the playoffs this year if Jordan Love pops off and everything works well for them. Um, but yeah, so, okay. I like, no, I totally believe in the Lions. The Lions were my yeah. pick and it felt weird picking them, but I trust them and they're really good at home. I think, you know, Jared Goff on the road is, is a problem. He's actually not that great, but at home he's a dog and that'll keep them in most of them so if they just steal a couple on the road with the improved roster that they have they have a they have the second best offensive line in the league they got jameer gibbs they got you know jamison williams will be coming back after the gambling thing so i think he's out six games 
Um, but you still have Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, and you, I think they have their defense is improving. It doesn't mean it has to be insane for them to have a good record because they're going to win a lot of shootouts. They're going to be one of those teams that can put up on offense. So, yeah. So I want to say one thing too, since we're talking about the Lions. Um, mm-hmm. This is an interesting, I'm going to make an interesting comparison. So for me, the Lions in the NFC and the Steelers in the AFC are the equivalent of the Sacramento Kings last year. I it's the that. I could see it's that. the beam team like that you know that mentality kind of thing where they're an underdog they've been an underdog for however many years like the mm-hmm. Steelers yeah they had that run where they, I think they were like twelve and zero what was that three seasons yeah. ago yeah. nobody took them seriously <laughs> because it was like they were playing all these like trash teams and it was like oh well, I don't know and then obviously it's, they were yeah. booted out right mm-hmm. I can totally. I totally picture the Steelers and the Lions as the NFL equivalent beam team. I can see that. That's awesome. And I think, you know, the funny part is, if, well, I was going to say the Jets only because of the drought, but not because of the hype. They they have way too much hype as it is anyway. But no, I, I like that because I would lean more on the Lions than the Steelers because the Steelers have just been a model of consistency. <laughs> but, sure. I, but they are upstart. They're coming back. So I, I do appreciate that. But I do think yeah, no, that's a good comparison. Um, no, I like that a lot. And yeah, I think it's going to be a good year for them. The question is who they match up with in the playoffs. If they if they end up with one of us in the first round, their their hopes might be dashed though. So that's going to be that's the hard part about all this is like yeah, you can make the playoffs, but then, you know, the Lions the 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 thing here is the Lions haven't won a playoff game in 30 plus years. So just because you make it doesn't mean you won a playoff game. So that'll be Yep. The level of the expectations been raised, so it'll be interesting to see if they can live up to it. But I think they can. So, Dan Campbell's an awesome coach. I believe in him. Oh but yeah, it'll be interesting Dude, to I, see. I think he's a top coach in this league. I could see. Like, I th- I think he has to do a little bit more, but I love what yeah. he brings to the table. It's the same thing with Sirianni. You can tell that yep. those guys connect with their teams, but they're still too unproven. Like Sirianni got him to the big dance. That's different, but like. He's still unproven. You can't compare Sirianni to like Bill Belichick or Mike Tomlin or any of these guys yet. So you got you got Oop. the ah, exactly. So you got the Bill Belichicks. You got the Mike Tomlin. You got Andy Reid. You got as much as he's been mid now. Mike McCarthy has won a Super Bowl. He's you know can't be taken seriously. So it's like you have that tier, but I would put like Dan Campbell and Nick Sirianni in that next tier because of the way they can connect with the media, the players. Everyone can get behind them, so I I really like what they bring. So you have the Cowboys. Oh yeah. So I had the Panthers um, after oh, that. Right. Four. Okay. And they so, were so. This is yeah. interesting. I had them nine and eight, and I which had the can, Saints which eight and nine. Okay. okay. And so it's it's kind of like pick your poison. It's like a game here, a game there, and mm-hmm. either one is is in. Um, but. That and that was the biggest toss up for me, like I was saying. I think the only the the thing that made a difference, there is a personal bias. Um my dad, shout out Poppy, what's up? Um my dad is a huge Nola fan. Um but I also believe that Derek Carr is the best quarterback in that division. And I do believe that with Chris Olave, Michael Thomas, they still have a good defensive front with Demario Davis on the linebacking court, Tyron Matthew. They have guys. Like it they've always had guys and they've also always been a really consistent team with 
not so great quarterback play. And Jameis Winston popped off, but he also threw a ton of interceptions too. So it's like, yeah. and then you have Andy Dalton. I think I think Derek Carr will. I think Derek Carr and Jimmy G will be in the same kind of boat. They're going to feel revitalized being on a new team, and they get to you know play with new weapons. And I think that'll help. So that I had them also at nine and eight for the Saints. I had the Falcons close. I love what the Falcons are doing. Because they're so true to their system. Arthur Smith is an awesome coach, a run first coach, and that's why you draft B. Sean Robinson with the seventh pick. That dude has been getting a lot of hype. They're saying he's a three down back who could do, you know, 1,500 yards and 500 receiving yards. Like he could have that kind of potential, which is great to see with Drake London, Kyle Pitts. They have a good O line, and their defense is just solid all around. AJ Terrell is an underrated corner. So. I liked them, but I couldn't pick them to be the playoffs because I don't know Desmond Ritter that well. I have an idea of what he could be, and he looked good, looked fine, but he only played two games. So this will be like a rookie season for him. This will be his first, and he's going to have some bumps in the road, and I think that's going to cost him a few games. So, you know, next year, again, they're also one of those teams that next year I might take them a lot more seriously. But I like them this year, given the state of the NFC. I, I had them. I would. It, it was hard not to ignore them. So... And then yeah. for the Eagles, again, it's just the the thing that's holding me back from putting them at the one seed. They're my two seed. Um, it's just the schedule. I just, the Eagles, I don't believe we're going to be in as many blowouts as we were last year because our schedule is a lot tougher. And, you know, one thing that we really benefited from last year with having such stability with our coordinators and everything like that, we were, in, we were a very in-sync team. And the times that we had penalties, we were blowing teams out so bad that a penalty didn't bother us. Now I think we're going to be in a position where we switched our coordinators. And one of the topics during the offseason was Nick Sirianni was getting upset with rotations. We were struggling with that clock management in the in just offseason workouts. And it was um, he said, this is how we're going to lose to bad teams is by being sloppy. So there's a part of the Eagles that if that could affect us, that the sloppiness of you know, one or two penalties. Now that we might face them in closer games, we might run into it. We might run into a loss or two that way versus last year. We didn't, we didn't really have to. And because the teams that we played weren't the greatest, we didn't have the toughest schedule. Now we have the toughest schedule and we get to play every top dog that we have. And everybody sees us as a, we have the target too. So, um, that would be, so I, I want them to be higher. I believe that they can, I believe they can win all these games, but given the way the schedule is set up, the way humans are, I just don't, I, I can't put it, I don't blame them if they're going to lose a few games this year. Yeah, so. and, and I don't either. So it's it's interesting, and I'm happy you bring that up, because where I have the Eagles schedule, uh, where yeah. I have their... Uh, Record-wise? Yeah, record at is 11-6. and six, but, Which, yeah. And the reason that I have it at that is there's that mid-season, um, you know, schedule where you guys play... The gauntlet. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, it starts. You guys play the Cowboys, then you play the Chiefs, then you mm-hmm. play the Bills, then you play us, mm-hmm. then you play the Cowboys, and then mm-hmm. you play the Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And, and then, then you're back the, onto the Giants. And then you get a nice little break team. with the Cardinals, and then you get the Giants again. So it's here's the thing: if if you guys get hot in that stretch, mm-hmm. four, fourteen and three, for sure. Seriously, I think that's where your season makes or breaks is in that completely agree. And if you want to take it further, if you want to take it further back, you know, yeah, we have the bye week before that Cowboys game, or I forget exactly what after it was right after the Cowboys game, but right before 
it would be considered even bigger of a gauntlet if we didn't have a commander's game nudged in there before because prior to yeah. the prior to the cowboys we have the commanders the dolphins and the jets so theoretically it could have started at the jets dolphins cowboys you know but the commanders you know make it a little softer but which is interesting considering we split with the commanders last year so there's a very good chance that that might, that might go into effect here too um okay so i, I have the packers at uh nine and eight after that um okay and then i have the seahawks at eight and nine wow and i i i think they can get 10 i think so too do you think it's gonna be i i have a lot of you know how you feel about daniel jones is how i feel about gino oh i believe it i mean he played up to an mvp level last year he's he, he was, was balling man he did slump a little at the end but i mean he was playing so well prior to that that it kind of evened out but i think he can continue where he left off well when you look at that receiving court that they have like, and it's just it's it's a recipe for success it comes down mm-hmm. to how how good is the defensive play calling because mm-hmm. they have a good defense they actually do it just and- came down to bad play calling yeah, and it's sad because Pete Carroll's actually a really good coach. So it's like, you know, mm-hmm. even again, even really good 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 coaches stumble, have, you yep. know, bad calls, bad plays, and bad moments. Um It's but, crazy how many Seahawk fans I've talked to that are like, Oh, just get rid of Pete Pete at this point. Like he's he's past his prime. And I'm like, this is crazy. one of those legendary coaches, man. Mm-hmm. He's like he's still got it. Yeah, people are so quick to, you know, get rid of whatever might be the problem. And yep. It'll it'll be interesting to see. I like them. I have them as ten wins. I mean, you got we. Have, I also had to consider the fact that you guys are going to have the two worst teams in the NFL in your division as well. So you guys are going to sweep them. I don't. I yeah. no doubt in my mind. Like mark it right here that the the Seahawks and the Niners are just going to roll through the Cardinals and the Rams. The Cardinals aren't even don't trying, and the Rams are just broken. So it's just. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. Um. But yeah, let me think. So we ran through all of our teams correct so let's make this part a little quicker i just uh who would be who do you think is making the conference title in each division or in each conference because for the nfc and again my previous uh my seating i i don't know how it goes so it's going to sound a little wonky but i originally put it as the cowboys and the eagles in the nfc title game with the eagles moving forward to the super bowl and the AFC, I had the Bengals with the Jags, with the Bengals going to the Super Bowl. And again, Chiefs can totally make sense. I was trying to be, yep. I was trying to think about it in a different sense. Um, and I really wanted to pick the Jags, but I, I think they're too inexperienced. I don't think they're going to be able to take that last step. I think they're one year away from that. But I so, believe, I believe in the Eagles going back, and I believe in the Bengals actually having the window because I'm, I feel like how it'll work is that the chiefs are going to get beat by somebody, not the Bengals, which opens the doors for the Bengals. That's where I'm thinking. That's where it comes down to. Mm-hmm. That's, that's essentially what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, and I a hundred percent agree. I think you guys have got just as good a shot as anybody out there. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, it, you know, we're, the thing with the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Niners is they just have to make it into the playoffs and have somewhat of a, a home field advantage to start. Right, and that, if it's, if it's a good. wild card, that's fine because mm-hmm. you can beat probably majority of whatever teams you're going to be facing. Right, mm-hmm. so it then comes down to 
are you guys locked in for the next two games to get you to the Super Bowl? And then are you going to close the deal out from there? Mm -hmm. And I think part of me, I wanted to do Eagles Niners rematch, but part of me feels like if you were to match up with, for some reason, this would be the year that I think the Cowboys might actually do it if they were matched up with you. And again, this is if they're healthy. This is, you know, you guys always have really good slugfest. You guys are really competitive. Both offenses work, but then they never finish the job because the defenses close out. Um, I do think Dallas improved versus how our teams kind of stayed similar. The Eagles kind of like they didn't improve. They kind of just retooled. And we're hoping on internal improvement, just like you guys are. But the Cowboys actually got better. And then they get to bank on their internal improvement. So I think that there will be enough of a step where those games that it cost them last year might actually, you know, they might actually be able to pull out. And that, again, I'm betting on Dak in the sense that he might actually pull through this year. Um, but yeah. again, that could all go up in smoke. And Dak, you know, I don't think they'll, they're going to make the playoffs. I don't think they're going to miss it, even if Dak plays poorly. Um, because he just has to play good for that team to be great. And if he plays great, they're even better. And that's where I, given their schedule, I just think they're going to find a rhythm. And I think if they get a top, so based off of my standings, if they're the fifth seed, that's a different story. Um, but if I had them, if they were the one seed, I could see them absolutely making it to the conference championship because they'll have the home field that, you know, the Niners own and you guys will, um, yeah, and then it'll be that'll be a different story. But yeah, but that's that's just how I had it. Um, so, so I had, um, and this was this was tough for me. I had the Niners going up against the Cowboys in the NFC Championship okay. game. Um, and each had the Cowboys like it, like it. I played, I played with the Eagles for a while, and I want that rematch. In Same. that game. I don't Same. want the week, you know, 13 one. Mind you, I do. <laughs> but I want, I want the, the NFC Championship game because mm -hmm. that, that game, there was so much hype around it, you know, from Eagles fans, from Niners fans, and from football fans. It was like, these are two powerhouses, one that wasn't getting the respect that they deserved in the Eagles, mm -hmm. and another in just trying to make it back to a Super Bowl and, and try and win one for the first time in so many years, so right? So many years. And so it was this, it was this storybook, it's setting up for a storybook finish, whoever played their heart out. Right. And unfortunately, one guy played his elbow out, and we didn't have a backup <laughs> quarterback. I mean... You know, our backup quarterback was, he was shaking. He was so nervous when he got into the game. Mm -hmm. I remember seeing him, I think, uh, and I'm blanking on his name. I think it was Josh Johnson. Josh Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Um, he took a snap and like, you see the slow motion and he's like, he's like jittering. And I, mm -hmm. I felt so bad because I'm like, there's so much pressure on him yeah. right now. And he, he couldn't do anything, right? That's so a, yeah. it was, it was a tough one for me there but um i want that rematch <laughs> i don't see it happening right um i think so, so too I'm, i don't see it happening either yeah i'm taking the niners the cowboys <laughs> yep um, yeah exactly yeah. so i'm taking niners cowboys um and then i have the niners eking out that win and it's going to be a dog fight oh for sure um like coming down to the final possession, similar mm -hmm. to all the other games, but even closer. Like it's not going to be an embarrassing play that the Cowboys snap like right. the last two years. Oh it's going to, it's going to come down to it. They, they're not that same team. The Cowboys are not that team that they were these last two years. They, I don't think so they've either. loaded up. 
they're retooled, they're ready to they're ready to make a serious push. I really do believe it. The only thing that I wouldn't would be, be surprised during the Super Bowl. Right. And the only thing that will be interesting is now they go from Kellen Moore to Mike McCarthy calling plays. So it'll yep. be interesting to see how that dynamic works. Um, but again, they have all the pieces. So I hate to say it, but the Cowboys are probably the most complete team of the NFC outside of the Eagles. Um, and I would say the Niners would be more complete. We just need Brock Purdy to complete the puzzle. That's what I'm missing here. So once Brock can solidify that, you know, if he does that, then that'll be the most, then they'll be complete. So that's, he's you know, an unanswered question right now. Mm-hmm. Who knows if he answers that question and he is who Brock was last year, mm-hmm. we're one of the more complete teams. Right. But if he's not, we're still missing that quarterback that we've been missing for years. Yeah. So, um, so who'd you have in the AFC? AFC, I had the Chiefs and the Bengals with the Bengals advancing to the Super Bowl. Wow. And I love, love that matchup. We were surprisingly similar in this. I was expecting something a little different. So I'm, hey, I'm not, I'm not even mad at it. I'm happy that we're kind of on the same page here. We have the same ideas. So that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but agreed. I would be a very fun match of the Niners and Bengals. So um, sweet, dude. Okay. So now we picked our winners. They are set in stone. So you guys can roast us all you want later on as you know these probably won't happen so we'll see we'll see how that goes exactly so we're gonna go now into our week one picks who we think are gonna win each game and why um we're gonna start with um mini breakdowns of our individual games then we'll break down the Niners a little bit with the Steelers and then I will break down the Eagles game and then we will kind of not rush but you know go through the other games um and pick our winners. And just like how we're doing the predictions, Ben and I will keep track of this weekly um, and see who does better during the week um, as the season goes on. So that'll be a fun little thing. So without further ado, let's start with now that the contract has been set and everything, let's start with the Niners. So official Nick Bosa is playing. You guys got Elijah Mitchell back, which is good news for you guys too. So I'm gonna put. I'm gonna do a little little thing here to emphasize just kind of how important these past couple hours have been for the Niners. So, the Niners without Bosa are five and ten in games where he's out. They're forty three and seventeen in games that he's in. Having Bosa was huge. It swayed my entire opinion because I low key thought the Steelers were gonna take this if Bosa wasn't playing. So, so he. So we're. So this changes a lot of things for me, but. Another on the other side, they have an equally talented player in TJ Watt. When TJ Watt came back from injury last year, the Steelers led the NFL in yards allowed per game. They were stacked on defense. They lit it up. So it's almost a battle of powers here with elite defenses. But it'll be interesting to see which offense comes out better because I I thought about this. Like you guys have the better weapons, but the quarterback is very similar. You have two second-year guys, Brock Purdy and Kenny Pickett, both on the up, both who can who can make a jump this year if, you know, things work out the way that both teams hope they do. So kind of analyzing this matchup, I was thinking of a lot of things, but I'm going to let you give me any Niners news that you have going into this game. So I'll just – I'll lead off of what you're saying, and then I'll jump into it. Um, it this game's going to come down to the O-line. Um, like you were saying, both defenses are they're a force to be reckoned with. Mm-hmm. Um, you got Nick Bosa on one side, you got TJ Watt on the other. Um, whoever can hold that pocket 
and protect their quarterback a little bit longer or at least give them a scramble play where they're not, you know, losing yards and, and giving them a shot of mm-hmm. some kind, they're, that team is going to come out on top. I, I, I was thinking the I, same thing. Yeah, it's it's going to be an O-line battle. And unfortunately, neither team, to my knowledge, I know my team's not that great O-line. I don't think the Steelers have a great O-line either. They have a good O-line. I wouldn't say great. Um, one of their starters, I have his name here. Do-do-do. One of his name, James Daniel, he was their right guard. He's their starting right guard. Yeah. He's questionable. Um, yep. But they did re-amp. They did re-up. They signed our right guard, Isaac, our left guard, Isaac Suomalu, to bolster what they have. They have a good crew. It's actually pretty serviceable now, but I wouldn't rate it as like a top five or anything. I put it in the top 10, top 12. So, but I don't think that they're going to be able to handle the kind of guys that you bring, especially now that Javon Hargrave is added to the mix. That inside presence is going to be ridiculous. Javon Hargrave was a master at the pass rush, and that's going to be with well, you, they're going to have to pick who, who, who do you want? That was the same thing with the Eagles last year. You were picking which guy's going to sack you, which yep. guy do you bet? Who do you want to hold off the most? So I think, Flashbacks. That, <laughs> so I think that, I think that um, the Niners have better talent on both sides. Um, here's this quote from uh, Mike Tomlin on uh, Purdy that I had here. So he says, it is less specifically about Brock Purdy, and it's more about how Kyle Shanahan chooses to utilize his quarterback within the schematics of what it is that he does, said Tomlin. And so whether it's Purdy, Darnold, or Garoppolo, or anyone that you know, Matt Ryan, or in his Cleveland days, um, we just see very similar things in terms of their approach to football. So this is basically Mike saying, hey, the system hasn't changed. It's just another dude that we're used to. Like, we'll be ready. How do you what do you, what do you think about that? <laughs> I mean, every coach has That's, to be confident, but no, and, and he's not wrong. But the problem is, you look at the playmakers who are being asked to do their jobs, and you still can't stop them. Exactly. Prove you can stop it. Yeah, you might know the recipe to stop it, but do you have the ingredients for it? That's what it yeah. kind of comes down to, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, it's kind of pick your poison with the Niners' offense. Yeah. You guys have the best screen game in the NFL, and that's... It's kind of unstoppable, yeah. unless you break a guy's elbow. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah, no. Uh, I agree with him. I agree. We have not... Sorry, Kyle has not gone outside of what has worked, but why would he? When it's not... He real. hasn't had a losing season except for when we were injury and, and, you know, obviously going back to when we were complete trash, but right, exactly. when we, when we actually had started getting these good players we drafted really well and we were developing really well since then, barring injury, mm-hmm. the man has not, in my opinion, coached a poor season. I agree. Obviously everybody has poor moments. Um, I will, I will put this fun fact in for the past five games since, so Kyle Shanahan has been, I had to go for at least five years. Um, they're, um, in the past five openers, they've gone two and three. One of them last year as well. Um, you guys are two point favorites in this game on the road, which still signifies that Vegas still believes in you guys and that you, despite this, that you guys will be able to pull through. I do like a lot, some of those players on the Steelers defense. They have Cameron Hayward still, but he's questionable. Um, along with TJ Watt, they make that defensive line. Then you got Minka Fitzpatrick in the back, and I think he's one of the best safeties in the league. I think if there's anyone who's going to try, they're going to try to use him to be that physical guy. Um, 
but I he's still a little too lanky in my opinion and then you have Cole Holcomb as their main linebacker they have a good rookie corner and Joey Porter Jr. they got pieces it'll just be interesting to see like you said I think that I think the Niners are just too talented and the addition of Christian McCaffrey makes everything so much easier so you can attack in a bunch of different ways so So let me do a quick breakdown on the game and then we can move on to the U.S. Niners so here's some good news to come out of it Kittle mm-hmm. returned to practice today from his abductor, abductor strain. Um, mm-hmm. So he's, um, I, I believe he's questionable. He might even be upgraded from that come Sunday uh-huh. um, to play. I think he'll play. Okay. Um, Ray Ray, who had broken his hand, was expected to be out for eight weeks. He's now available for week one, and this is four weeks after his injury. Okay. So that's huge for us because special teams returning punts, like, we were toast. Gotcha. So to have okay. him back to at least, and he was catching punts in practice, um, I believe today or yesterday. Okay, good. Um, and he was looking good. Jake Moody is expected to play. I don't I really saw care. That. I, saw I that. don't know if he's going to be good yet. You know, it's hard to hard to judge. We'll kind of see. But it is nice to know that we'll have a kicker who can we can kind of rely on. So mm-hmm. those are big. We're going to have Bosa. Steelers defense is solid. It's going to come down to the O line, like we said. Mm-hmm. Um, Kenny Pickett looked good in um, in preseason. Yeah, they all. I don't know good. if he looked. I don't know if he looked great. Mm-hmm. So you know, we'll kind of see, get a feel for him. Um, but honestly, I don't think this is Steelers week. I think the Niners win this game, but it's going to be a tight one. It's going to be. Close I say for sure. we. I say we win by. I think we win by four points. That's fair. So you do cover. Okay, that's fair. I like that. That's good. I think so, too. I think you guys win. I don't think it's going to be um, an offensive explosion either. I think it's going to be a lot of the move. The ball is going to move and then there's going to be some third down stops and everything. So I'm excited for that. Definitely of def- definitely one of the more talked about matchups because I do people believe that the uh, the Steelers are good. This is this is one of the upset watch teams. Absolutely. So this is the highest upset watch game. Yeah. So now we'll transition into the Eagles. So the Eagles going into New England and Tom Brady's, uh, you know, celebration game. Uh, we are three and a half, four and a half point favorites. So um, this is uh, this is going to be this isn't going to be like a walk in the park type game. Um, the Patriots defense is also a very solid unit. Um, they got Matthew Judon, Juwan Bentley. Um, for the linebackers, their D line is actually one of those things that actually regressed. They don't have the same kind of talent that they're used to seeing, um, so that might benefit us um, when it comes down to the battle of the trenches. And I do think their corners are fine. Jonathan Jones is a good corner on the outside. They drafted rookie Christian Gonzalez for the other outside. Um, Jack Jones is a good slot corner, and then they have Jay. Uh, the only thing is, the one thing about this defense is that's going to be good for New England is that. They're bringing back 12 out of their 13 guys from last year. The 13th guy, though, was Devin McCourty, who was easily their best defensive player. So you lose him as a safety, wow. and then you got Jalen Mills instead, former Eagle, um, which is fine. But Devin McCourty did so many things for them from that safety position, so it makes this a little difficult. Um, historically speaking, Belichick does not do well against uh, mobile quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson popped off against them. Justin Fields had an awesome Monday night game against them last year. Um, Jalen's just going to present the same kind of threat. And the problem is they're a really man-oriented team. They play a lot of man. 
And this is not the Eagles are not the team you want to play man against a lot because AJ Brown and Devontae Smith are going to cook and they've improved. And I think, you know, Brian Johnson's our new offensive coordinator. Him and Jalen have known each other since Jalen was a kid. It's the familiarity is going to be fine. I think they're going to call a lot more. They're going to, this is going to be a kind of a big quarterback designed run type game for him. I don't see just because he got the money, I don't think he's going to go away from what worked a lot of quarterbacks kind of do that they don't want to run as much but I think Jalen knows that if this is what it takes to win he's going to do it um and Jalen's just been looking so good this offseason precise and him and AJ look good him and Devontae look good Dallas Goddard looks great we have the best offensive line in the league and then we have the we have four running backs that are ready to go at any time fresh ready to go so DeAndre Swift it's going to be interesting because they were hiding it all preseason who might be the starter. They say Kenneth Gamewell is going to be our starter. Um, you know, going into it, he'll be the first one taking carries. But all four of those guys, we got DeAndre Swift, Boston Scott, the Giant Killer, and um, Rashad Penny. So any one of those guys can go in, and I think it's just going to be a matchup based on who we see. DeAndre Swift is going to be a receiving threat because that's what he was. Um, he's going to be that like big play break off, you know, eight yards, sixty. I mean eight carries for 60 some yards and like three catches for like 40 yards because they'll all just be big plays um i think we're just like uh the niners versus steelers we just have so much more talent um on both sides of the ball and yes our defense is, has seen a lot of turnover and we got a lot younger with you know some we got nicobe dean starting for the first time um is the middle linebacker he's wearing the green dot but now the georgia defense is kind of complete so you have nicobe dean Jalen Carter, Jordan Davis is coming up looking a lot better. Um, the rotation for the defensive line is just as deep as it was last year. Javon Hargrave gave him that kind of star power, but now the guys have improved. Jalen Carter is set. I believe that he's going to be legit. Like he's he's made a lot of noise in camp. He's been getting great mentorship from Fletcher Cox, and it'll be a lot of the guys just love what he's brought to the table. And despite all the legal issues, he's been, they check up on him weekly just to make sure everything's okay with him. They're really taking care of him, which is great. And then we have Nolan Smith coming off the edge. He's, he was, he dealt with a shoulder thing during preseason, but he's back. He's been in practice, which is great because he'll, he'll be a rotational guy. Our edges are just too good. Josh Sweat and Hassan Reddick are going to be ready to go. So yeah, we're deep. And then we got Slay and Bradbury and Patriots have no receivers. They got Juju, and he can he can make all the holding jokes to James Bradbury all he wants, but he's not gonna get beat by, by him this year this time. Um, Devontae Parker, they just don't have the same kind of weapons. So, um, they have good tight ends, Hunter Henry, and the. I I don't think it it's not gonna be a blowout. I think it's gonna be close. I because I think we're gonna be a little sloppy. I think there's gonna be some kinks we need to work out, and I don't believe our defense is gonna hold the way it normally would have but the Patriots are going to be okay Mac Jones finally has an offensive coordinator he doesn't have a defensive coordinator calling plays for him um that was the whole issue last year with his regression I think Mac is going to be fine Bill O'Brien though um runs a really RPO style based offense which is what Mac excelled in in college so he's they're trying to do what works best for Mac which is great that's what any team should do is try to do what fits your quarterback best so um yeah, I think, but I still think our defensive line is just going to give them too much trouble. They're going to be able to move the ball on us with Ramondre Stevenson and Ezekiel Elliott. Zeke always does well against us. They have a, a decent O line, 
but they'll still be able to run the ball. And then it's going to come down to us making a tackle for loss or sacking them, making it a third and long and just closing out possessions there. And that's how we're going to get the job done. Um, because Sean decides our new defensive coordinator, the, the style of defense he runs, it's kind of susceptible to those RPOs because we just play a little, we play a little, we have this move. So if you counter it, well, we might be in trouble. So it, that kind of defense, it like, with RPO offenses, it attacks the safeties and the linebackers, and those are our weakest positions. So it'll be interesting to see that kind of matchup, but I just don't think they have enough juice to get it done. So I have us winning like 28 to 20, or but we'll at least win by a score. So that's kind of what I'm thinking there. Yeah, so. I agree with that. I think when I look at my notes, I said uh, the Eagles are extremely mid. Hurts is bad. Antonio Brown was overrated. Um, defense will crumble. Easy choice. Eagle oh. dub. Oh, heck yeah, dude. I love it. <laughs> Those are all the notes I had too, dude. We're the middest team. All right. So now we'll go in. Now we're going to kind of speed run this last part here. Um, we'll just give, we're going to go through the rest of the games and we're going to pick who wins and we'll kind of alternate here. So I'll go first. Um, Lions and Chiefs. It's at Arrowhead. Chiefs are favored by four and a half points. No Chris Jones. Travis Kelsey is questionable with a hyperextended knee that he had in practice, so he might not play. Okay. Um, he'll, I think so, too. Jason Kelsey came on the radio and said that he's feeling good, and so long as the swelling is down, um, then he should be good to go. But that's also, you know, it could be one of those things that you don't want to risk for your star guy. And I got to be honest, even without Kelsey, the Lions aren't going to win this game. And I, and again, this isn't a problem. This isn't me not believing in the Lions. I just think the Chiefs are just that much better. And it's going to be a shootout, but Patrick Mahomes just wins. He just knows how to do it. Well, also, Patrick Mahomes is 5-0 and in every week one start in his career. He's mm-hmm. also got 19 total touchdowns in week one. So... <laughs> Yeah, no, he's an awesome week one play. And it's it's it'd be one thing if it was at Ford Field, if it was in Detroit, that would have been different. Jared Goff doesn't play well on the road. So the, in that kind of environment, Arrowhead, game one, they're putting up the banners. It's just not going to happen. So, yeah, I have the Chiefs winning. I don't know if it's going to be a complete blowout. I think it'll be a shootout, but I think it'll be at least a score that they win by. So, Yep, I got that too. I've got a Chiefs, Chiefs dub. Um um, both teams are they're not going to struggle to move the football. It's going to be a pretty high scoring game. I'm thinking like I'm honestly thinking like 28 to 35. It's mm-hmm. going to be like a touchdown difference. I think so too. Um, okay, so that's that one. So that was our Thursday night, the first game of the season. Now we move into the early slate on Sunday. The first one being the Panthers at the Falcons. The Falcons are favored by three and a half points, meaning Vegas believes not only in their home field advantage, but they also believe in this team just slightly more than the Panthers. Um, you can pick this one. Who do you have winning this game? So I have the Panthers winning this, but it's mm-hmm. it's going to be close. I agree. I Well, I don't agree. I actually have the Falcons winning this game. So here we go. This is where, this is where it's going to get fun for us. Um, I'm excited for Bryce Young. I think Frank Reich, former Eagles offensive coordinator, is an awesome coach for him. He knows how to coach quarterbacks, and I think Bryce Young's going to be good. I think the talent around Bryce is just just a smidge under what's going to be expected of him. And I don't think he's going to have like, he's going to have a good year, but not like he's going to have flashes, not a great year. Um, I still, this defense will keep him competitive for sure. Cause they have an awesome defense. Um, but I believe in the overall system and talent of um, Atlanta more. And I like the fact that they're playing at home. Um, 
but I think it'll I think it'll be a fun game because Desmond again is based Desmond Ritter is basically a rookie, so he's gonna prove himself. This is the you know basically his intro just as much as it is Bryce's. So um, that'll be interesting to see. But I do think this keep, is gonna this is gonna be a close game. Keep in mind the Panthers do have Adam Thielen now. They did, and I and I like Adam Thielen. They have Adam Thielen, DJ Chark. I know there's other guys I'm missing in there that aren't that bad. Um, but I, I just don't know if they have enough juice. That's that's where I'm going to think. Like, they have to be able to run the ball. I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. Their O-line's just not great. And I also think because of their not great O-line, I think Bryce Young's going to get hit a lot. And yeah. just like the Tua concerns for a smaller guy, that those are going to raise for Bryce. But Bryce has played in the Alabama offense he played in. It wasn't dominant compared to, like, some of the other ones we saw from Mac Jalen and Tua, where they could stand in there forever. So he's used to having to move around and stuff like that. And I like his feel for the game. Um, but I just don't I just I don't think he'll be upright enough or I think he'll be pressured too much and I think they're gonna be forced to rely on him too much to start. Okay. So, so you got the Falcons, I got the Panthers. I did. Now, probably one of the easiest games of the weekends to pick. Texans at Ravens. So the Ravens are ten point favorites, the largest favor the largest margin of the weekend. Um this should be an easy one. I'm picking the Ravens. Lamar and them are coming back with a vengeance. Lamar got his own contract, being his own agent. All of that's behind him now. He has the best weapons that he's had. That doesn't mean that they're that great. But I think I think a trio of OBJ, uh, Zay Flowers, and Rashad Bateman is going to be a lot better than what he's seen. And he still has Mark Andrews. They still have a good offensive line. J.K. Dobbins is there. I don't know if he's healthy, but they'll have a good run game. The only the only thing that's different about the Ravens, it doesn't affect this game, but it affects them moving forward is that they did change their offensive coordinators and they go from now they're going from that run first style to the style that he had back when he was in Louisville. So they're going to expect him to throw the ball more. So this will be Lamar Jackson's audition as a thrower for sure, like as a main thrower. So I am interested to see if that kind of change affects them and their record. That was the only reason I I wanted them to win the division, but I I had to think about that, the fact that they changed styles now. So that does affect certain quarterbacks, so it'll be interesting to see how it affects him. But I still think they'll take the dub easy. I think it's a two-score win for them. (laughs) Yeah, so I agree. It's Ravens by a mile. I had a two-score win as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I look at the other side, though, and you look at the Texans, I I really like the direction they're going, to be honest with you. They've got some solid picks in there. D'Amico Ryan is kind of coming into it. Mm-hmm. Um, he's figuring out his own. Um, he'll have he'll have a, a rough year, I think, I but think so it's going to be a crucial year for his coaching development. Um, so, looking up and down that roster, the coaching staff, everything, it's there's a lot of development that needs to take place. But there's pieces and there's things to build on. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's it's a good year for them. Uh, it's unfortunate. It's going to be a tough one, mm-hmm. but yeah, Ravens by a mile on this one. I agree. And I like what the Texans have too. I, I like D'Amico and I think CJ is going to be great. Will Anderson's awesome. The fact that they did that in the draft is going to be good. They have a future, um, but obviously they're just too raw. They don't know for sure. So this one I'm going to have fun with, but I'm letting you go first, but I have some fun, juicy stats on this one. So it is Cincinnati at Cleveland. Now the Bengals are only the Bengals are two and a half point favorites. So they do believe that despite the home field advantage, the Bengals have a chance, have a better chance um, so who do you have winning this game? So I, I have the Bengals winning this game. Okay. Um, so the things that were on my mind is this is a pressure year for the Bengals, um, which is also why I 
had them go into the Super Bowl because mm-hmm. um, Joey B gets a contract at the end of the season, which means they won't be able I mean, to keep everybody. He better. They haven't done he, it yet. He, they they could have done it now, so I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. They'll have to get a contract, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, the other you look at the Bengals side of it. This is a big year for them. They it's almost like their window mm-hmm. until they find another window. Um, so, I think they win this game. Looking at the other side, is Deshaun good? That's the question. You know, Absolutely. like I, I don't really know. I haven't seen much of him. Um, you know, when he was on the Texans, he didn't want to play on the Texans. Um, and then he had some things off the court that, you know, it got in the way of football. He got suspended mm-hmm. for, what was it, like 12 weeks or something like that? I mean, he's missed he's missed two full seasons now. And he, like, one, yeah. in, one in, like, three quarters and he played the end of last year. But, yeah, he missed a That's lot right. of time. He missed a it was, lot it was of time. A lot. So there's 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 a lot of unknowns on that side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he he has weapons. He, he does. really does. He has Amari Cooper. He has Denzel. Like Nick Chubb. It, Nick Chubb. It, man, That's what I'm saying. Nick Chubb, man. And their O line is really solid. Like they have a top O line for sure. Their season kind of comes down to him. Mm-hmm. So um, very much. So. so right now, right now, I'm going to say they're not going to figure it out just yet. I'm going to mm-hmm. give the Bengals on this one. Nice. Okay. So I have the Browns winning in this one. The only reason I do, because I originally thought the Bengals, but I looked into this a little bit more. Cleveland plays the Bengals super well. Since Joe Burrow has mm-hmm. been in the league, he's one in five against Cleveland. Wow. One in five. And he's been garbage against them. And he, and specifically during week one, though he's been through three week ones now. He's, only he's won one of them and he's got four touchdowns and five interceptions with four of them coming against the Steelers last year. And he got sacked seven times in that game too. They bolstered their offensive line. They signed Orlando Brown from Kansas city. Like I get, I get that they, you know, they're, they're my Super Bowl favorite here. So like, but I think, you know, there's just some teams that just figure you out. And I believe that, I believe that miles Garrett, Zedarius Smith, like, this this Cleveland team is going to cause problems to start, and Joe Burrow, I don't believe he's fully healthy. I, you know, they won't let him play if he's not. But like, you don't come back from a calf injury that's like that suspect off of non-contact. And I'm, I'm again, our picks are banking on his health, but I'm, I don't know if he's as healthy as he can be. So that's where I was like, and they started two and three last year, so they're they're one of those teams who gets off the slow starts and then just figures it out with their talent. That's true. Cause That's they're, true. they're a really talented team. They have the talent. So it'll be interesting to see for sure. I just have Cleveland pulling this upset off, but I'm not going to be surprised if since he wins, but I, I love that. Yeah. So that was a fun one. So now the next one, Jags at Colts, the Colt, the Jags are five point favorites on the road. Um, I have the Jags. This is going to be easy. The Colts as a franchise are in disarray. They're just toxic. <laughs> That doesn't mean the players are. Um, no. I like Anthony Richardson. I think he's going to be really good for this team. Um, sucks that he won't have Jonathan Taylor. That I think that stunts his growth a lot. You when when you have an uncertain rookie quarterback, the best thing to do is pair him with the best running back in the league, and you just shat talk him the whole time. And now he doesn't want to play for you. And now he's on IR. Who knows if he's even going to play? So, 
um, that'll slow them down a little bit, and that's just going to slow their production. I I love Shane Steichen as a coach, former Eagles offensive coordinator last year. I believe in what he can do in the offensive system and that he'll be able to utilize Anthony Richardson in a very similar fashion, fashion that he utilized Jalen Hurts. So that was the I was hoping that when it came down to the draft, I was hoping they draft him because I saw the same thing. Um, so I believe in what they can do, but I don't believe that they're going to make too much noise. So I have Trevor and Dougie P just rolling in there and just getting an easy dub. So what's the point spread on that game? Five points. So the Jags are favored by five, meaning, you know, a touchdown. So they cover. I think so, too. <laughs> yeah, I. Um, my note literally says no reason to dive into this. Um, Amen. the Jags have an exciting team this year. The Colts will be asked simple as that. Mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson is very raw. Um, he has a ceiling to him. Um, but the problem is, does he have enough around him to develop into that ceiling right. yet or in general? So, um, yeah, nothing about the Colts is elite in any way. And the mm-hmm. Jags at least have some pieces in some areas where, they they can stand out in a lot of different ways. And right. I, yeah, I, I definitely see the Jags taking this one. No, no questions. Nice. All right. So this one's gonna be this one's gonna be easy, quick to talk about. Bucks at Vikings. Vikings are six point favorites. Who do you have? Vikings by a mile, baby. Vikings by a mile. Super but only easy. this week. Yeah, I think so too. But I don't think it's gonna be I don't think the gap is gonna be as crazy. I think the Bucks are gonna surprise some people, but I also don't think they're gonna be I don't think they'll be good enough. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. But yeah, Vikings by a mile there. I think Jettis and Cousins are just going to pop off. It'll be an easy game for them. I don't know, them. though. You know, the Bucks went from one goat to another. They went from Brady <laughs> to Baker, dude. So Hey, man, don't sleep on Baker, man. He can he can pull out a game <laughs> I loved Baker. out of nowhere. I really did. Yeah. And then he came but, to the NFL, and he was not then. I know. I mean, give credit for him. You know, he brought Cleveland his first, the first playoff win in 30 years. But, I mean, outside of that, right. I mean, he – He's been struggling, so you know this is a good yeah. chance for him. He has good weapons, but we'll see what happens. So that's yep, if they can stay exactly. healthy. So, all right, the next one on the docket, we got Titans at Saints. This was a tough one for me. So the Saints are three point yeah. favorites, meaning that it's just about even. Um, I picked the Saints. Um, Alvin Kamara is out for New Orleans for the first three games, but I I do believe their passing attack just has enough juice. So I like Chris Olave a ton. I think he's poised for a breakout year michael thomas is back healthy and that he can play a complimentary role i think he'll be good there too um Derek carr is going to come into this new situation refreshed i think it, it, the the issue will be will you know he adjusts to a new system fast enough um and the titans have a great defense um jeffrey simmons and uh kevin byard i believe is on on the roster too so it's like they have good pieces um and Mike Vrabel's an awesome coach. I like what he does too. He fits in that yeah. damn Campbell Nick Sirianni for me, where he's like he's talented, take makes the most of what he has, and is a really good players guy. I like him as a coach, but I do believe 100%. the Saints have the edge on this one for me. So, what about you? Yeah, um, yeah. I'll just I'll keep it short because um, you covered a lot of a lot of what I was gonna say. My bad. My bad. Um, no, it's it's <laughs> it was perfect. We have the exact same idea. Um, the. The Saints for me this year are going to be the top tier of mid-level teams. Okay. They're going to be the top end of of the mid teams. You know what I mean? They're so, going to benefit from the um, worst conference or the worst division in the NFL. So, yeah, exactly. So I think the Saints win this game. Um, yeah, there's not much I got to say other than no. That. That's fair. 
All right. Oh, another game we're going to just blow right through. Oh, God. The Cardinals at the Commanders. So we got the Commanders for the only time this season will be seven point favorites, um, which is wild. That just shows how much the Vegas believes that the Cardinals are just purposely tanking at this point. And yeah, oh, you know, for me, let me just flip a coin. <laughs> Heads. All right. Commanders win. Perfect. Commanders actually historically recently have been beating the crap out of the Cardinals. They have. Um, and, yeah. I don't know if you saw that video with John, Jonathan Gannon. Um, they did a hype video for, for the team and it was him saying it was him gathering around the team and the veterans like Buda Baker and them were looking at him. He he goes to him, he's like, Hey, did you guys drive here? Did you take the bus here? And he's like, Oh, you took the bus here? Do you have that fire in your gut? <laughs> and we're like and all these guys are looking at him like, What the hell are you saying to us, dude? And he's like, Hey, because I expect I want guys to bring their fire and I was like, This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. And this is just a paraphrasing, but it was very like the bus part was pretty accurate. Um, yeah, it was lame. I was like, this is really bad. They put like hype music to it. I, I just couldn't do it. <laughs> and I'm like, this is going to be a one win team. Like, and yeah. they, the whole point of it was to get Caleb Williams. But now Caleb Williams dad came out and said, hey, if the situation's bad, my son's staying in college another year. <laughs> you, you don't want to go to the toxic Cardinals. So they I might be screwed. That. I um, love that so much. So I again, Dad's command- looking out for his kid. Commanders are going to win, I believe. So yep. I got Commanders in this one. All right, this is this one's going to be a fun one. The classic rivalry: the Packers at Chicago. So I love this. I the, love this matchup. The Bears won. are a one point favorite. This is about as even as it mm-hmm. can get. Um, so I have the Packers. Uh, Me too. I like Justin Fields, but I think he's getting too much hype. He still has to prove it. Um, DJ Moore is an awesome addition for them. They still have Cole Komet. Um, their O-line is still not figured out. And against this Packers defense, they're going to run it up on you and they're going to come at you. They play really well and they play really disciplined. I think Jordan Love's going to have a fine game. I don't think he's going to have anything incredible. Um, but the Bears defense is still a question mark too. So I just think the Packers have more juice in this game. And um, I like. I think it'll be a fun Jordan Love-Justin Fields matchup. For sure, but I have the Packers winning. Um, I have it more like a 27 28 20 game. I can see that, I can see that for sure. Um, yeah, I have the Packers as well. Um, for me, you know, Jordan Love looked good, he had a lot mm-hmm. of time to go through his progressions. That line, that O line looked really good for him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, you know, on the Bears side. They have fields. It's the problem with him is that pocket awareness and throwing in the pocket, and we still really haven't seen him um, succeed in that. It's true. The other part is he can't really get the time he needs in the pocket. Right. So it's it's going to be it's going to come down to if Justin can convert on third downs with his legs. I mm-hmm. really think you know, and and how many times can he keep doing it? Right, and they have the weapons uh, now that they give. They're giving him a chance. It's almost like the the, the Giants level, in my opinion, because you have DJ Moore. He's a good, he's a good but not great receiver. He can make big plays. He's awesome. Um, you have Chase Claypool, who you traded for last year, and you know as a secondary playmaker, not the number one guy, he can make he can make some noise. And I know, I know their third guy, but isn't blanking on him right now. But then again, Cole Komet's an awesome, you know, solid tight end too. So he has weapons, so he's gonna have less excuses this year. But the excuse can still be the offensive line is garbage. So if they if he's getting sacked a ton, 
the O-line will still be to blame and he'll still get the leverage. So um, I don't think the Bears were a trendy pick for some reason. People believe that Justin Fields is going to make a major jump, and I believe he'll make a jump. Just nothing insane. Um, Not yet. Yeah, not yet. So, but yeah, we both have Packers, so that's good. All right, this one. This one was also a really good one. The Miami Dolphins at Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers are three-point favorites at home, so it's basically an even spread. Who do you have? I have the Chargers. Um, okay. But this is going to be this is going to be probably one of my favorite games to watch. Honestly, mm-hmm. um, I think it's the ball is going to be moving like crazy. Um, I do worry about Miami not being able to handle the pass rush of the Chargers. It's you know, and and Tua can't see over six feet, so. It, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's it, it could get it could get tough. It kind of comes down to it's a similar Justin Fields situation. You know, can can he get outside the pocket mm-hmm. and and find Tyreek in a slant or something and, and get a couple breakaway plays where they can kind of get something going. Right. They were a top five offense last year when Tua was healthy. They were legit. They were looking on fire. Um, the only thing is. Again, I'm afraid that if Bosa or, oh man, what's his other, Khalil Mack, if either one of them like touches him with his arm, that he's just going to shatter. And it, su- it sucks that that's the narrative around him. And because I just want to see him healthy, but like, it's, it's tough when you know guys can't take hits and then you see them get hit and you're like, oh man, like, is this, is this guy okay? So, um, I do believe in, I do believe in the Chargers more. I think the, Without Jalen Ramsey for the first, you know, actually for the majority of the season, um, I think uh, they're going to not hold as well as they could. They still have a good defensive front after trading for Bradley Chubb, but I just, I like what the Chargers, the whole picture of the Chargers more than I do the Dolphins. But I, I believe Mike McDaniel's going to be ready. I think, you know, him and Tua have a great relationship, so I think Mike McDaniel's going to have plays ready. Um, I think it's going to come down to... Uh, and this one who runs the ball better. Um, both teams rely on, uh, I mean, the Chargers rely on Austin Eckler a ton, but if hopefully the, you know, this would be a perfect game for Raheem Oster to get a big run, you know, break away. And, um, you know, that could be the difference in this game, but that's the problem. This is going to be one of those games where one or two big plays is going to swing this whole thing. Um, and I really like what the Chargers have in that sense, just for this matchup. Um, so okay, so now we're getting we're almost done here. Just a few more games. Next one we got another fun one. Raiders at Denver. So the Broncos are three and a half point favorites. Who do you have? So I've got I've got the Broncos winning this and pretty favorably actually. Um, I think Kimmy G's gonna play his normal game. Um mm-hmm. I actually think he throws an interception or two. At I some it. pretty key times, um, and I wouldn't <laughs> be surprised if it's two. Um, I think Josh Jacobs has a big game. Um, he might go for like 120. I could see it. Um, just because they might not trust Jimmy initially, mm-hmm. but we'll see. Um, he didn't look terrible in preseason. So um, the defense for the Raiders looks okay. I don't know. I. I Max, just, I don't Max have Crosby much. is their main guy. Yeah, and, it's, and that's about it. Mm-hmm. I don't 
I don't really know outside of that who who you can put in an elite category. Right. So, um, yeah, I've I've got the Broncos. They've got Sean Payton now. Uh, mm-hmm. He's turned franchises around before. I think he can do it. It may not be this year, mm-hmm. um, but I think we're definitely going to see a much different version of the Broncos than we saw last year. I think so too. I wanted, I you know, the sad part is I wanted to pick the Broncos, but for some reason, my heart went for the upset on this one. Um, my belief is that maybe you know, same with Derek Carr, that Jimmy G just pulls a rejuvenated version of himself. Him and Devontae hook up for a couple touchdowns, you know, for a touchdown at least, and they have Michael Mayer. That rookie tight end out of Notre Dame, I think he's going to be really good. I think their offense will be able to keep up. I believe if this is a shootout with both of these teams, that actually I think the um, that the Raiders might have a better chance. Um, but again, this was the Nat Hackett Broncos last year. That offense couldn't move. It'll be it's going to be different. Um, Sean Payton's expecting Russ Russ to rush more, so it'll be interesting. Even though Russ doesn't want to do it, it'll be interesting to see just kind of how the offense develops. I'm nervous because they lost their third receiver, Tim Patrick, you know, for the season. Jerry Judy got that injury scare. He's questionable, and he was limited in practice. So I think Judy will see. We'll see week one, but like that, that's still going to linger, and that's still going to be there. So, um, I. This was more of a feeling game for me. This was the most feeling game of the bunch. Um, I just kind of want to believe in the Raiders more in this particular matchup. So, But it is at Denver. Um, it'll be interesting to see how Josh McDaniels and uh, Jimmy G you know, line up again, being back together. That'll be interesting, too. So, um, yeah. All right. So now we're down to our last three. We got the, the Rams at the Seahawks. Um, the Seahawks are five-point favorites. I have the Seahawks. The only chance, so the only chance I wrote down, the only chance that LA had to win this game went out the door when Cooper Cup was listed out for week one. So now Cooper Cup is gone. And they're saying, and they're like, oh, we're not sure how serious it is. Um, but it's gotten so bad that he has to go to Minnesota to see a specialist. When you're, when you're, when you're, when somebody has to go out of the state, out of your state to see a specialist, it's not good. I don't think it's as, it's going to take just a week or two. Mm-hmm. So, now, you know, now you're going to have a broken Matt Stafford. Who knows how long he's going to last? I think he's going to crumble and they're going to have to rely on Stetson Bennett and then they're going to be on the track to figure out, you know, which pick they're going to get first. So um, Aaron Donald is the only person on defense that we can name. And there's not a single other person on that defensive side that I know or could even, you know, see was on that team last year. So they're going to yeah. be they're in this stage. They're kind of done on top of that. The Rams are coming to Seattle. I think Seattle is the best home field advantage in the NFL. Just like in terms of like actual, one of the few real home field advantages left. Um, Football's kind of getting a little weird, especially with all the domes and stuff. I think the home field advantage is kind of different. It's not what it used to be. Now with certain teams, Arrowhead, Levi, Lincoln, Financial Field, then maybe you can even say AT&T. so, like, they have legit advantages playing at home. Um, Seattle is one of those teams, and I think it affects a lot of teams. And this unprepared Rams team is not going to be ready. So, right. And Sean McVay is basically questionably retirement. So, <laughs> um, And then, so, yeah, you had the Seahawks winning this one? Yep, I had the Seahawks winning. It's not going to be a close game. Agreed. All right. We have another interesting game, the Cowboys at Giants. So Cowboys are three and a half point favorites on the road. 
who do you have? Um, this is more so just kind of a, I didn't dive into this game. That's fair. I didn't feel like I needed to. I, um, I have a pretty strong feeling the Cowboys win this. Okay. Pretty handily. Ooh, I like this. When I say pretty handily, I think it's like a 10 point game. Okay. That's fair. I have the Giants winning this one. And this is only because just kind of like the Cleveland to, um, Cincinnati, not to that extent because Dak wins more, but they play them really tough, and this is with the crappy weapons that they had, and now they have good. They have a much better team. Daniel Jones might improve, and we still have Saquon back there. I think they might be able to sneak this one, um, and with all the pressure, the offseason pressure that the Cowboys have on them, they're Super Bowl or bust. Everyone's watching Dak's every throw to make sure that he doesn't throw a pick, and that's going to affect him. I we'll see how that affects him. So I feel like those week one expectations might come down a little in on the road at MetLife. So that was just kind of what I was thinking. Let me just say, I'll be happy if the Cowboys lose. Same. Absolutely. Um, all right. And our final matchup, Monday night, the Bills at the New York Jets. So the Bills are two and a half point favorites on the road. Who do you have? So um, I know I have the Jets pretty high up in, in the end of the season standings, but I don't think that they do well in this game. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they'll they'll put together a, a two to three drives where most everything clicks pretty well, mm-hmm. um, and then I feel like they're gonna hit a couple walls um, and they won't be able to convert on some what should be easy conversions. Right. So I I have the Bills win in this game. Um, yeah, I, I just I feel like the Bills will have a control on the game for the most part. I think so too. I I think it's gonna be a you know, the, all the hype again, it's kind of the same thing as the Cowboys. It's going to be all this hype is going to follow the Jets. It's going to be at New York. Um, but I think, you know, Aaron Rodgers will make one or two plays that maybe weren't the best. Josh Allen pops off. I think he'll have a good game to start the season. Um, it'll be, it'll just be the, the thing for me was, it'll be interesting to see which version of Aaron Rodgers we get. Um, so whichever version of Aaron Rodgers we get, will be the deciding factor in this. And I think he's going to be more like last year. He'll make a couple good plays. I just don't know if he'll be able to fling the ball down the field and make those big plays to keep up with this offense. So it's I fair, have the yeah. Bills winning in a closer one. I have them by like, you know, four to five point win here. So Ben and I have officially locked in our picks for week one. We've locked in our picks for the season. So this was fun. You guys, thank you so much. So this is also going to be the longest one that we do because mm-hmm. we had a lot to cover um, with full season with week one. Exactly. So we're getting our bearings straight again. Give us feedback, you know, hit us in the um, in a DM or hit us mm-hmm. in an email. Like give us some feedback. Let us know. You know, also give us your thoughts. What you think um, certain week projections where you agree, disagree. Yeah, exactly. If you guys have any questions that you want us to dive into, if we missed your team, if you want to hear more about your team, please let us know. Let us know where you're from. Just give us a question and we'll try our best to answer it here on the pod. And uh, maybe we'll do a mailbag and uh, just kind of get questions fired off here. We'd love to hear what you guys have to say. So like Ben said, please feel free to reach out to us. Our email is behindthebackpod13 at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter slash X that joke will be around for a little bit, but yeah, no, um, no final thoughts for me. I think this was a pretty good first pod. So congrats to us. I'm happy for us, dude. This is really cool. 
Um, and I look forward to this the is next a dream one. for us. Seriously, we've talked about this. We've been we've been uh, longtime friends for damn near ten years now, as of whenever the heck your parents' Christmas party are, is. So, um, that's been longer than ten years, dog. Really? When yeah, did I move? Been oh, 14. I moved here in two thousand nine. So yeah, it was fourteen. I don't know why I said ten years, bro. <laughs> You don't even care about me. Dude, I'm getting, oh my gosh. <laughs> no, so, um, wow, that's wild. So, yeah, to, for you guys to understand, like, this was, this is something we've talked about for years and something that we've been actually, we weren't able, we weren't sure we were able to do, but we're excited to do this now. And we're going to try and get you guys, you know, twice a week now. This was just the first pod going into the season. So we're going to try and do one um, to, you know, look back on what happened during the week before. And then we'll try to do one uh going over the picks for the week so we'll keep we'll try to be consistent and again we'll be posting on all the social media pages so please feel free to reach out to us with any comments and takes i am marcos conan negron beside me here is ben retz any final words ben looking forward to seeing how bad our projections are oh i know this is gonna be wild all right everybody peace out this is awesome